This is the We Spin Recipes podcast with Andrew Apanov. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Andrew Apanov, uh, the new issue of the We Spin uh, Recipes podcast. Today, I've got a special guest, Adam Spencer, who is currently uh, a founder of Musomania and a number of other projects. Hello, Adam. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me. So, can you uh, introduce yourself, please, uh, in a, a bit fuller version? Sure, yeah. So, like Andrew said, my name's Adam Spencer. I'm, I'm the founder of Musomania. Just quickly, Musomania, the, the business is all about developing very affordable and effective websites for independent artists. And not only that, we, we try to back that up with teaching artists how to effectively market their website and their music. Um, my, I guess my, a little bit of my history is I spent about two years interviewing artists and, and talking to a lot of different artists and it kind of culminated into a project called the Gemini Project which was, uh, I ran a podcast which was dedicated to interviewing independent artists, professional independent artists about what they were doing right in their music business and my whole concept behind that little project was there was, there's no problem any artist could possibly have that another artist somewhere in the world hadn't already experienced and already found the solution to that problem. So I wanted to share those experiences for the benefit of all. So yeah, after two years I finished that up and it really, the biggest lesson I learned out of that is I really got a little bit sick and tired, to be honest, of, of uh, not seeing independent artists with a website. Here's, here's these people that you know have this dream and want to create, want their world to hear their music, and want people to respect them and to to see that they're professional uh, musicians, and they don't even have a, a website. A lot of them I haven't even been able to find contact details for. So there's a couple of little tips for you right there. Make sure you if if you don't have your contact details out there, you're missing out on so many opportunities. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it may seem so obvious, but uh, unfortunately there are so many examples of uh, of artists who don't have this proper web presence and, uh, and the website in the first place. So yeah, that's great advice. So uh, yeah, and you seem to have, uh, well, quite a bit of uh, interesting experience and ex- insights directly from artists. That's, and I understand that you use these insights uh, marketing your new project right now, correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so pretty much my main focus right now is Musomania. Um, I, there's a couple of other little things on the, you know, on the back end. I'm working with a local music agency to develop a resource and, and looking actually part of my time will be spent uh, traveling up and down the east coast of Australia, getting new venues on board for a particular agency just as a little bit of a side project. Um, but yeah, Musomania is where my heart is at and it's the most, uh, I guess, productive way for me to try and help musicians is to, I've identified that there's, there's this real problem of, of musicians not having this professional web presence and uh, I just found my experience could, could, I guess, help that out. So that's where my heart is at right now and it's, we hope to, to make a difference doing it. We can switch to the main topic of uh, this conversation now, which is content and content marketing. And can you, first of all, uh, give you explanation of content marketing? Yeah, sure. So, 
Well, to me, I'll just give you people a bit of a background to where content marketing come from. Essentially, as I understand it, there are, there are two kind of distinct areas of marketing. Uh, one is the old kind of style of marketing, and, and as we move forward into the digital age, there's a new type of marketing that's evolving. The old type of marketing was known as push marketing. Are you familiar with that term, Andrew? I've heard of it, yeah. So push marketing is basically everything that the old marketing world used to use and we can relate that very closely to you know the mass media what people used to try to do is just force everything into your face so they used to you know buy this buy that buy this through tv through radio through newspapers through advertising in general is push marketing so pull marketing is is basically creating content and not pushing it out in front of people that don't want to see it. So you create content and it draws your ideal prospects to you or your ideal fans to you. And in a sense, it actually even qualifies them before they even come to you. Because if they have they found a video of your of you know you behind the scenes um, doing a rehearsal and, and they and they love that, well they've already qualified themselves by saying, yeah, we 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 like what you do. So that then gives you a chance to grow that relationship. Yeah. So and content yeah. marketing. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. So, basic content marketing is any any content you can, can create that uh, is in relation to what you do. Mm-hmm. That could be audio, visual, or text. And musicians, Andrew, are in like they they have it all. They can do it. They can, you know, some businesses, you know, just have to do audio because that's what their audience can, that's the only way their audience can consume it. But musicians ha- can do it all, they can do video, they can do audio, they can do blog posts, they can do newsletter mail outs, they can, I, I can give you a list of things, ideas for people to do with content marketing but in a, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, and uh, getting back to the terms, uh, I I used to uh, I'm I'm used to the a bit different terms inbound and outbound marketing, which is essentially yeah. the same thing, and it's kind yeah, of right. popular in the uh, in in the states. And so the idea is uh, it's it's different. So what brands and what artists can do now, and they, what they have to do to build their audience is it's not the same kind of old approach which is not very effective these days so uh yeah and um, uh, the so let me start with the number one question that artists who i communicate with ask they say i don't have anything to talk about on my blog or on social networks until this EP or this album comes out, then I will be promoting it, which kind of doesn't make any sense. A lot of musicians still have this approach that they just need to promote their stuff on their online channels, on their social networks and the blog. But the reality is that uh, they need to deliver content of different types. And I hope that after this interview, uh, a listener will get some insights and very specific uh, ideas of what kind of content it can be. Uh, but uh, can you just maybe emphasize a little bit the importance of talking not just about your music, but other topics and not necessarily related to music? Just So before we go into yeah. the different formats, just what uh, can be the topics to talk about? Well, I am. I'm so happy that you that you you know brought that up because that's a great question. The original question was, 
um, you know, I, I have nothing to talk about, which is insane. And I just said musicians have you know, every possible means to create this content. Um, so I, I might. So, so if musicians are saying they've got nothing to talk about, what about that? You know, that year that you spent writing all that music. What about what about all that time you spent rehearsing the songs? What about all that time you spent actually recording them? There's hundreds of hours of content alone just there. And so, for example, you know, blog posts about inspirations on the on where you know on on the song, where it comes from, why it means so much to you, what what inspired you to write that. And in the rehearsal studio, let's just put some cameras up and actually do some behind the scenes. Not of you just jamming, although you could do that, but actually. You know, some little blooper spots where you, you and the band have stuffed up and done something silly. And the next question I think was, like, why? Why, why, would, why do I need to talk about stuff that isn't my music? I think, I think the biggest thing there is you mentioned, you know, it's harder to stand out these days. And to, get, to create this content and see a little bit deeper into the personality of the musician and let the fans see that, it builds more of a connection and, and brings you closer to your fan. And they're just going to start to love you more and more and they're going to want to see what you, what's coming out. And uh, uh, something else that when we talk about uh, like what topics can be covered by an artist besides uh, their own music, and uh, every single artist by default has passion for music. And I think it's uh, it's pretty a good recommendation, like from from my experience, yeah. to be curating the genre so you can share uh, music of other artists in the same style and uh, maybe some interesting facts because most probably you know some. Even if even if it's information that's on Wikipedia, don't assume that people have read all these details about uh, other artists that may be not uh, big stars but are very interesting, and you you may want to and, share and something also- about them. Yeah, and another idea is, you know, and you just said, you know, artists are passionate about music, obviously. So why not interview another artist that's in your local area and talk to them about what they've got going on? There's an idea for creating content. And that way as well, you're, now the, I've, I've just lost the term, what it's actually called, but like you're cross-marketing, you know, you're, you're, you're exposing your, each other's audiences to each other when you have this conversation with each other and find out, you know, talk to each other about each other's music, then you, you'll be able to share that on each other's social networks and you're going to pick up more fans as well. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's an unlimited list of content ideas. So this is uh, like another insight that uh, you, you basically mentioned this in the beginning, but once again, that interviewing is very powerful. So we both know this very well. I'm right now interviewing you and create content this way. I've been doing this for like Stand Above the Noise and, uh, and other projects. And it's a great way to uh, get insights, build relationships and uh, get a ton of ideas for your content. So just talking, but it's so, so natural and logical for us to, but for artists, like an idea of interviewing uh, a fan or interviewing an, another musician, uh, I've seen some artists who do interviews with uh, with other fellow artists, but it's not that common. Also, it's I mean, it's great. You can get so much out of it. Before we move on, um, like your question was, 
what, you know, musicians are passionate about music, but what else is there for them to talk about? I was just having a conversation with a, a press lady the other day, and I was, I was talking to, she wasn't quite getting what I was talking about when I brought this up, but have you heard of the term social responsibility? It's really kind of getting big in the corporate world, or it already is big. It was getting big like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, what's that shoe brand, for instance? Um, is, that, is it Zappo or I can't remember what it is, but for every pair of shoes that they sell, they send a pair to a third world country. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about this campaign, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know Zappo. Exactly I, I don't remember the name, but yeah, I've read the article. But, but, but my point is like, so yeah, what else can we talk about other than music? How about what you care about as a person? Like what gets you really passionate? What, what do you want to see changed in the world? Because that is whatever that is for you or your band or each member of the band will have a different thing. And you can integrate all that into your, to your actual the, band, the brand of your band <laughs> or your personal brand. And that is content that you can talk about. And that does two things. It lets people see like more of who you are and it adds depth to you. And in turn, it makes people want to get to know you more and want to want to then hear your music, see what else you got going on, and and it also might have the chance of them really connecting with the cause that you care so much about. Yeah, 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 absolutely agree. And uh, those who follow me probably know that I'm an advocate of niche marketing and uh, things related to. Uh, artists connecting with some other markets that are not related to music so this is pretty global topic we're not going to uh, cover it in details here but everyone can always find something that is not necessarily related to music but what they care about and uh, find uh, a market that cares about this as well and you will have so many different ideas for for content if you just have this something this message of this uh topic this idea of this it can be something very specific it can be like in our recent example it can be like a passion for horror movies or it can be uh, exactly. topics like renewable energy and uh, environments it can be just pretty much anything and it doesn't have to do like anything with music and you will have these ideas and people will be following you who are interested in the same topic but some of them and maybe a, a good solid portion of them will also like your music so it's totally fine to use other other markets and uh, other niches uh, yeah. beyond your music so so do you want um, a few uh, a few content ideas would that be uh, would you be interested in me listing a couple of those i and think that our listener just is waiting for some content ideas so yeah definitely all right so before we get into before I list a few ideas that I have, like, be very, so here's my piece of advice for you. Be very careful as to not try and do every single one of them because the, the idea is, you know, you need to focus. You pick maybe one, two, or three and put them into a calendar and so you can actually, so the two big, so you can actually do them, you know, on a consistent basis and they're the two big key words here, focus and consistency. They're the two key winning ingredients to a good editorial plan or calendar. Uh, so some ideas that I have is uh, one of the guys that we're doing a website for, Perry Carter, he's a DJ from Canada. He, 
he's just started doing a podcast. And what he does is he puts together a bunch of mixes from, from the past week that he's really loved. They don't have to be his. And he just put them together. Maybe he does a little bit of uh, you know, curation on you know, what he loves about them. But generally speaking, he just lets them run through from start to finish. So it's almost like a little, you know, a little spot on a radio, on a radio station. Uh, that's one idea you can do to just, and you put that out once a week. Put it, host it on SoundCloud, syndicate it out to your social networks, and send it out to your mailing list. And I hope to God that you have a mailing list. Don't even get me started on that. As a musician, you need to be growing your your email list as annoying as you think it might be because it will be very powerful for you in the future. Some other ideas is, you know, write a blog post about inspiration for the most recent song. That is a good idea in two, two instances. It, it's content for people to read and engage with and, you know, talk to you about, but also it's good promo for your upcoming release. And you could do one of those blog posts for each song mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and just you release them, t- t- you know, one at a time, 10 weeks prior to you releasing the album, for instance. Or you could just release it whenever you want, I don't care. But that's another idea for content. Another one is what we said before, you know, just talk to a, do an interview with a fan. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be, a, you know, directly about your music. It could be something that you're both uh, interested in that is indirectly related to the music scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, do you want some more, or is yeah, yeah, enough? yeah? Feel free to shoot more. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, we mentioned this one as well, but it's one of my personal favorites. Is to just get some, you know, unedited raw footage of the band together. So you see, you get to know them as a, you know, you get to your fans get to know you as a person, and they get to see that you're not perfect and you stuffed up here and you stuffed up there. But guess what? It's funny. And if people laugh, they're just going to like you more. Um, so just some behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, do, do some behind-the-scenes uh, footage of you actually rehearsing. Give a sneak peek to something coming up. That, and you can put that out, out on your social network, or you can just send it to your email list as a bit of a bonus, saying no one else has this. We haven't showed anyone else this awesome footage of an upcoming song. Here's a sneak peek. Let us know what you think. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it makes your people on your email list feel a little bit more special. Um, uh, yeah, good. Uh, I mean, sorry for interrupting you, but I want to uh, ask you something. So you mentioned email list and you mentioned uh, sending this content out to, to the followers. So the question is, and I've been asked this uh, a couple times, well, in, numerous times before, if an artist doesn't have uh, a huge, a solid following, visible, maybe it's just a dozens, couple dozens, couple hundreds of followers on social networks, uh, in your opinion, is it worth uh, creating content, starting to create this kind of content early, even when there is not too many people listening? I have my uh, opinion about this, which I'll share later. But what do you think? If uh, um, like, how, how soon an artist should start uh, generating this kind of content? Straight away, I think, because. I think you know it doesn't matter if you've got one person or if you've got you know ten thousand people following you. Not so. If you start creating it straight away, it'll it'll become a habit for you, and you won't have to really try to do it. So that's one of the good things about it. But the other thing is, you know, one of the strongest things content has is that the ability for it to help grow your list, so or grow your audience. You, you know, you you don't. So let's say you have ten people. 
if you're not creating content, if you're not putting content out there for those fans that you have, what possible reason would they have to share your, you know, share something with their friends about you, for instance? So how are you going to grow that that list? You you got two other ways you can grow that: advertising, or you know, Facebook ads. But you've got nothing to talk about, so why put a Facebook ad up until you've got an album coming out? The other way is you know, gigging, which is a good way to do it. You go out and gig and tell people to like your Facebook page. But if you're not putting content out, they're going to have no reason to actually engage with you and talk to you. And if Facebook, with Facebook's algorithm, if people aren't talking to you, less and less people actually see what you put up there. So, you know, if you've got 10 people there and you don't start creating content until you've got 100 people, which is maybe a few months down the track, Facebook, exactly. has, already, Facebook has already said, you know, this person doesn't do anything. Let's not, sh- you know, let's show, and they show maybe one person out of 10 people you have. So it just really reduces the chance of anyone actually seeing your content at all. Um, but, but I would just the biggest reason for for you to start creating content for me is just to really get into the habit of it because it's so powerful on so many levels that if you just do it you know as a habit and you don't even have to think about it then you're you're off to a good start great great I don't have anything to add at all uh, so I, I fully agree and uh, something else is probably that music is not enough for for a listener so when 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 I, as a listener, have uh, so much choice uh, in in every single genre, in some genre of music, uh, what why should I really follow, uh, like actively follow, and not uh, randomly listen to a couple tracks on Spotify or YouTube or SoundCloud? Uh, someone, if uh, if there is just the music and uh, no interaction with fans and so on, if you show that. You are here to to build uh, build a career to to engage your fans and uh, to deliver an experience beyond the music. So they they will be following you. And uh, it it's it's something to mention that it always takes time. So don't get frustrated when no one comments or likes your content. Yeah. Initially, it's totally normal. And uh, anyway, you build your voice initially. This is a pretty common trap that uh, people assume that it's easy to create content, that they will just go and record this video on uh, on an iPhone or uh, write this blog post. It's not that easy. It, it does take time to feel comfortable about delivering any any formats of, of content. So yeah, it's it's a great advice to start immediately, like as, as soon as possible, even if you don't have a, a big following. But um, anyway, if you have anything to add here, let me know. Otherwise, we can talk about content calendar. Yes, yeah, so sure. Like, I just want to add, I just want to re-stress, you know, the word consistency. You said, you know, don't be, people will give up if they, they start doing, you know, do it for maybe three weeks. They put out some content for three weeks and they're not getting anyone engaged or no one's talking about it. They give up. So consistency is the biggest thing of all, and and I think that is a perfect segue that that word consistency into the next section we're going to talk about, which is editorial calendars, which really helps you stay consistent. Yeah, and get into the content calendar. I think that some people listening to this interview uh, to to this podcast just don't quite get it. And uh, can you just start with the very basics and explain what it is? Sure. So, I mean, where do you want me to start? Like, so the basic concept of an editorial calendar is that you actually write down 
what you're going to do before you do it in, a, in advance. So you actually know what you're doing and you can prepare to do it. And the other thing, so you've got it all written down so you know what's coming next week and you can prepare for it, which I've already said that, and that helps you stay consistent. Because if you have to, you know, if you, if you just, if you, like today's Tuesday, I need to, I need to publish something. What, what do I publish? Uh, I've got no idea. But if it's written there in front of you on a plan, you've already got it prepared and it's ready to go. You don't, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be at risk of just publishing something, you know, mediocre, something shit that no one's gonna care about. Um, mm -hmm. So the very basic concept of an editorial calendar is to put, put your, put your plan down on paper so you know what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and as I understand, uh, it's it's uh, has something to do with for uh, how a human brain operates uh, of sorts like a, a oh, musician yeah so, yeah, so uh, I think you might have been referring to this um, that you know let's say for example it's Tuesday night and you're just sitting down you're just sitting down on the couch and you know it's 7pm or it's 8.30pm and your favourite show is coming on you know you know The Walking Dead or The Game of Thrones is going to be on at that time so you sit down and you're ready for it you know it's coming and it's the same with your fans like if if they if they know that every Tuesday you're going to have a podcast out of your most recent um, mix list, then they're going to get, get to learn to expect it psychologically, and they're going to they're going to always they're going to be ready for it. You know, they're going to go, "Oh, Andrew Appenall's podcast coming out on Tuesday. We better listen to that." Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, uh, insight. Also, I wasn't referring to that just now. No, but I, 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 I really wanted to bring this up because uh, I, I always emphasize that it's important to deliver on set dates. And when you have uh, like a podcast, it's very important to to set some expectations. But I also wanted to uh, to mention that uh, like an artist is not always in a mood of creating creating music. It's it's something like natural, and it's the same with content. You will not be always like every day in the mood, or in the you, you won't always have inspiration or ideas, and you can just sit once a week, once in a uh, at the beginning of each month, for example, and plan the content when you are in the mood. You will you spend just a couple hours, and uh, you have these ideas, and you can even create some of these contents beforehand. So, what do you think about uh, finding some ideas and actually? scheduling them if these are simple uh, links to YouTube videos for example so yeah that's that's a really good point um, that that you know you're an artist you're creative you don't you're not always in the mood um, to actually sit down and create content it's Tuesday I need to create content I don't feel like it don't worry about it but I've already done it you know three weeks ago and that kills two birds with one stone in in the kind of um, you know personal development productivity space Batching is a huge thing now. People and people love to just sit. You know, it's it's really productive to sit down and knock out maybe the next four weeks worth of podcasts because you know you might not feel like doing it next week, or you might be sick, or something like that, or I can't remember what my last reason was. But batching is really effective for creative people. And for me, for instance, I'm. You know, yes, I run a business, but I'm also very creative. So I always uh, do all my custom reach out to all my customers to see how they're all going on all at the same time. At, you know, at a set time. I don't, you know, 
maybe do one here and one there whenever I feel like it because that's not how I work and that's the same as musicians. So, yeah, back there, I think I think you were, were you referring to batching then. That's the, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why that's why creative people do it. Sorry, I'm I'm getting I'm ranting a little bit. No, it's 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 all good. I mean, the information to me, it's it's uh, it, it's what uh, I I want the artists to understand. So I'm really glad that you uh, cover all these topics. It's all very important, and uh, I always try to come up with some practical tips. And um, uh, I just find that when uh, uh, when a person doesn't see a very specific action that where where they uh, should start it it's it's maybe confusing to them also like you already mentioned you need an editorial calendar but uh, do have some per- per- personal preferences about how to handle it do just do it in a in a spreadsheet uh, uh, or you write it down on, on on paper. So I know this kind of this is kind of banal, but I want the listener to have a very specific idea of what they should do after listening to this conversation. Yeah, for me, the the best thing for you to do is just start and to start really simple. So don't don't try and think too much about it. Don't try to plan a really um, you know complicated calendar where you do something you know at, at 8 and then 8.30 you publish something at 8 and then 8.30 then 8.45 and then 10.15 and then 3pm and then 5pm all on the Monday and then you still got the rest of the week to go start simple and just say for example like do set out your calendar uh, you can even you can even hand draw it if you want so just get a bit of paper write down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday Saturday, Sunday I would just, you know, I would just start with three times and make them all the same: 9 p.m., 1 p.m., and 5 p.m. and and put in and then fill in. All the, you don't have to have something at each and every slot. Maybe do something, two things on um, one day, three things on the next, two things on the next, three things on the next. You know, just a funny picture: Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. It just mm-hmm. start really simple, and because. If you start really complicated, you you just you it'll get too hard, and you just you'll just stop, and then no one wins. But if you start simple, and as you progress through the months, you get used to doing it. You'll start evolving it, and start adding in things, and you'll start noticing what people like and what they respond to. And you can do some more of that, and then a little bit of less of this other stuff that people don't care about. But two things: start now, and start simple, and just evolve it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and uh, even maybe even the simplifying needs a little bit from my experience and uh, this works for me. I don't set uh, exact times of, of the day for these things at all. So just just the day. So I know and I know that I need to do this on on yeah. on Monday, and uh, I already can adjust based on my uh, my schedule in the morning when when exactly I want to do this. So it's. It, I mean, it, it may be not a, a good option for everyone, so it's good when, when it's specific, but you can start so even with just certain dates, and I really like this uh, recommendation on starting with just three uh, days per, per week, because like if you do it daily, you will burn out too quickly, and it may just not work out uh, too well. But yeah, it's, it's great, and, and uh, let me answer my own question probably uh, about the tools. Uh, I just realized that the simplest way for most artists would be to use a calendar if they don't use any to-do lists, and uh, like why to open like a, uh, a spreadsheet app if you can just uh, open a Google Calendar or something similar and set uh, these items there. 
that it should yeah. be somewhere. It's, it's just very important that you see that it's it's planned, it's in your agenda, it's in the schedule. So it's it should be uh, like visible. You, you you need to see it in an actual calendar. Yeah, I mean, I don't I I don't want our friends here to just get distracted because there's so many there's so many tools out there that do all the same thing. And they're just going to spend, you know, two days trying to work out which one's the right one. Because one that we recommend is a personal preference, so they might not like for themselves. So I just say get rid of all the fluff. Don't worry about all that, you know, which one am I going to use. Just start right now. Start with a Google Calendar, for example. Just use whatever calendar you use. If you've got a, if you've got a Yahoo email address, use that calendar. If you use a paper-based diary, use that. If, whatever works for you. But the core concept is to just have a plan of what you're going to publish so you know what's going to happen. And then you could have the opportunity then to say, I know what's coming up in the next four weeks. I've got nothing to do today. It's Sunday. I, I, I was out late last night. I can't be bothered going anywhere. I'll just sit down all day today and just get some content ready. Maybe it's only one piece of, you know, maybe it's just those blog posts. But you write four blog posts that will get you through the next month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got you. Uh, so something else. There is a number of channels that any artist, any person, any brand has. Uh, there is a Facebook page, a Twitter account, uh, yeah. and and blog and uh, email list. Hopefully, uh, how how do you make it effective? How do you usually plan to distribute it to different platforms, or do you plan uh, a content exclusively for just one channel and? Uh, how to redistribute the same content to make the most out of it on different channels? All right, there's, there's a whole lot of questions there. I'll try and start with, um, so let's just say, and this could be a completely different podcast on social media, but I don't want you to just go and start every single social media account you can think of just so you can repurpose your content or so you can dis- distribute the content. The, the thing to think about here is where are your audience right now, like who are your audience and where they hang out, which is most of the time going to be Facebook um, or, or Twitter, um, not MySpace so much anymore. Um, <clears throat> I don't like MySpace for everyone listening, just so you know. Um, uh, I know a lot of musicians love it and hang out there, but I just don't like it. I think it's dying and I think it's a waste of energy. But So, yes, you, you should... Be very careful with how, like, so you got to, so there's two different ways to do this. You, you can just push it out to every social media network that you're on. So you've got a Pinterest account, a Twitter account, a Facebook account, and don't personalize it. And that's okay. You know, people do that and it works. The other way to think of it is, you know, maybe I'm doing some images. Now, images aren't necessarily going to go as well on Twitter, although they're looking a lot better lately. So you'll just do image, an image out to your Facebook page and your Pinterest account. Uh, and then maybe you do a blog post, but that would just go out to Twitter and Facebook. So but these kind of things to me are very obvious. Um, and sorry for interrupting, but just to clarify, I didn't mean to, uh, for you to go into many details about the social networks and everything, but just about, uh, well, this is a common sense, I agree with you, but uh, just to and, uh, uh, let the listener know that they can use the same content on different uh, networks at the same time, some content may work well just on some individual ones. 
So yeah, probably we shouldn't yeah. be going into too many details here. So yeah, go on. I would just say I would just say for people that are just starting out, just put, publish the content on your website and just syndicate it out to Facebook. Just just start there. There's not there's, Facebook covers almost everything, and most of the time that's where the majority of your audience is. Isn't is am I right or am I? Did- Depends, I guess, but uh, to me, still, for every, like for no matter what genre style uh, you are, the, the Facebook is the number one place for for your fans. Yeah, so I do agree. Yeah, general, absolutely. I mean, it sometimes it depends a bit. Since I, I've just seen how on, in, in in some locations of the world, Twitter is really kind of dominant, and uh, like uh, some people build great communities on SoundCloud and so on. But Facebook is the place that. That is true. Yeah. Well, so let me just rephrase it. Just, just start with your, whatever one social network for you has the most people on it and the most engagement. Like, don't try and cover everything. And, and if I were you, I wouldn't even have a Twitter account if you, that's not where your audience hung out. I wouldn't even have a Pinterest account I would, because they just become distractions. And I would say start with whatever one you're – it's got the most people, most fans on it, and focus 100% on that one until you've got it figured out, until it's running very smoothly. And then you can think about starting another one. I see a lot of people just, you know, they get distracted by all these different things and they just go and start every single one of them. And it's just like trying, trying to get to one place by walking in every single direction. First. It's going to take forever for you to work it out because you just go to where straight, in one straight line to where you want to go, you're going to get there a lot quicker and then you can decide on the next location you want to go to. Right, Does that make right. Sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I fully agree. And uh, once again, when uh, uh, when an artist creates different accounts, it may seem that it will be easy to create content for everything because creating the accounts is not difficult at all. But uh, before musicians really start, the creation process, they, they may have this assumption that it will be easy to be uh, present everywhere, which is not true. So uh, I, I fully agree that you need to be focused and uh, be try to build audience on one or several networks uh, at, or channels at first, not, not be, don't try to be just everywhere. So this is great advice and uh, I just want to ask you if you have any kinds of recommendations or tips on uh, on a content calendar because we need to uh, wrap it all up pretty soon and maybe you have some uh, specific advice to the listener about uh, related to uh, content creation and content calendar so do you want like do you want an actual like recommendation on which content calendar to use or not the tools for sure. So, um, uh, to me, the most useful advice here, I think, would be a bit more recommendations on 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 the types of, of content. I think this is the, the where the problem problem lies. Just not yeah. uh, seeing uh, examples. You you've mentioned some examples already, but maybe you have some other tips ideas here. Like yeah. Very specific examples. Maybe you, you can use case studies of uh, artists you work with. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what, what I've already said and what I haven't said. Um, so uh, another idea I think would be probably to go just, and 
most of my ideas are around video because I just think video is the way to go. Um, it's just so powerful and people connect with it so so much more you know, strongly. So I would say how about just when you're going out, if you say for example if you just go up and show people a video of where you live. So if you've got a global audience, just go out one day and show, go for a walk up to the beach and show people the beach where you live. And then, and then you can, at the end of that video, you can even throw in a little bit of a promotion about something coming up, like you've got a gig coming up, blah, 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 and just put that on Facebook. Because the benefit of, of things like pictures and video, for example, is if, you're, if someone's scrolling through their newsfeed in Facebook and they see this uh, a video or a picture pop up, they're a lot more likely to actually check, like, check that out, have a look at it, or press play than they are to see just a little bit of text that says, hey, I've got a gig here, come and check it out. They see a video, they're a lot more likely to actually engage with it. Um, <laughs> as, for, as for actually specific ideas, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll put together a little bit of a PDF of a whole lot of ideas uh, for people to try, and we can just put that in the show notes so they can have a copy of it and they can actually look at it and circle it and write notes next to each one. Oh, brilliant. That's a really nice addition. And just just for you listening to know, like this is something I didn't quite expect <laughs> before the beginning of this conversation. That's cool. That's That would be really uh, useful for sure. Um, so, okay, um, it's, it was really insightful and uh, we have a special giveaway going on here. And uh, of course, all the information is already in the show notes, but uh, basically we are giving away something special. Can you uh, tell us a bit uh, about the prize that you offer to our listeners and readers? Sure, I certainly can. Well, Andrew, I'm, I'm sick of seeing you know, talented musicians without a website. And so that's what we do at Musomania. We create very affordable and very effective websites. And the thing we do that no one else does is we actually teach you properly how to use it and how to use it effectively. So what I want to do for your listeners today is I want to give two away for free to two lucky musicians. I, I, I don't know if we have 100% agreed on uh, how, the, how you know, our listeners are going to go into this draw. For this competition, um, but the prize is I want to, Musomania will give away for free two websites, we'll design them for you and teach you how to use them properly. And uh, yeah, so feel free to uh, show the monetary value of this prize, I mean to, to mention it. Right. So yeah, uh, right now we're actually just, it should be actually finished and ready to go by the time this episode goes live, but we just did a restructure on the price. They, we were just selling them very cheaply for two ninety nine Australian, or uh, if you pay up front. But because uh, I was only doing that until we got in, as many people as I wanted to get, you know, as customers. Now we've upped it until uh, they're five ninety nine, five hundred ninety nine dollars Australian uh, for an upfront payment, and that's that's ten percent off the. The actual full price if you pay up front. So five ninety nine is the ten percent off. We're still doing the first package, but it doesn't have anywhere near as much like attention. The, the actual customer service, that or the, sorry, the lifetime customer service isn't included in the basic package, and that one is still two ninety nine, and that's ten percent off the full price. And we also do uh, 
fully customized websites for starting at nine ninety nine. So there's awesome. three different yeah. price points, and the middle one is the most popular so far. Great. So I'm really excited about uh, well you offering this to our listeners. We actually agreed on the on the terms, but um, I will rather not name it just in case in the nearest. Uh, couple days until this podcast is out we change our minds but yeah all the details is uh, in the description and in the show notes so make sure to participate it's it's really really worth it so thank you for right. that and yeah if anyone can just go to the uh to the to the websites of your projects which are also in the show notes and uh, check you out i also link to your social network profiles but if you uh, have any kind of uh, call to action, any uh, recommendation or any any place you want people to visit after listening to these chats, yeah. let me know. Sure. Uh, so I'll just, I just want to finish with like, uh, yeah, the website is musomania.com. We just launched at the start of this year um, and we're actually building a website for Jack Conti. Uh, so if you want to check him out, if you don't know who he is, he is who I, who I think the, the music industry will be full of in the years to come. He is an independent god um, in the music industry. He does it all himself. And you should check out Jack. His, his website that's up now is an ours, but you can check it out at jackconti.com. Have you heard of him, Andrew? From I, USA. Didn't, I didn't know that you're building a website for him. It's awesome because I've been uh, for not that much his music, but what he's been doing, and it's he's absolutely brilliant. It's it's I think he he's a must follow guy, but by any musician just just because what he's doing. So it's so, well, it, it's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know we gotta we've got to finish up soon because we we've been going for a, a while now. But I just need this. I just we could do a whole episode about this. That the way I see the music industry going and what it's turning into, and the, the, the fact that you know, so many people say the old music in the music industry is dying. It's not dying. It's a beast, and it's just changing. So with every new, with every empire that's ever ever existed in the world, as they fall, a new one rises, and there's just a new music empire rising. But it just it's so much different to what people are used to so they just don't get it yet and I'd, I'd really like to talk about what I how I see that's happening how you can get in front of it what you need to do differently than the old music industry great and did you write a, a blog post on that topic recently oh, I did yeah it was just a really quick blog post I wrote in about half an hour to try and get my thoughts out there but I've got a much bigger one coming kind of uh, it's a whole you know holistic approach to what I what I see happening so, sounds excellent. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it keep an eye on that for sure. So thank you for all the insights. It was uh, very interesting in my opinion, and I, I I do hope as always that other musician listening to this will use these tips and recommendations and go out and create something besides the music. So thank you, thank you for for this insightful conversation. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to the We Spin Recipes podcast. Learn how we can help you improve your music career at wespin12.com. We spin